Hello? Yo, what's up, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do I sound? Am I okay? Yeah, I think it's okay. All right, cool. Because I'm using um, these new Bluetooth headphones that a girl got me for Christmas. Oh, nice. Just want to make sure. Because I'm like, like, when I talk, because these things are like way in my fucking ears. <laughs> kind of feels like uh, like I'm talking underwater, but oh shit! If I'm sounding good to you, yeah, yeah, it sounds. But if I'm sounding good to you, then I'm good. Yeah, it sounds like good. What's going on, man? All right. Uh not much, not much. Hey, are we recording? Yeah. You want me to stop it? All right. No, 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 no it's fine. I just wanted to know. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to say anything too fucking stupid. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so so yeah, I'm good. I'm what's going on with you? Not much, man. Same thing. Just uh just worked out, jumped out of the shower. No classes tonight, so all my clients can go fuck their partners or whatever they're doing. Yeah, it's that day. Yeah, it's, it's that, that day. partner day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Bunch of November. I, hopefully babies. I'll be Yeah. <laughs> hopefully I'll be doing the same uh this weekend. Oh, is she in to town? See my girl. Oh, no, gonna... I'm going to go visit her. Yeah, nice, man. For the President's Day. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You guys going to like fucking like a Nixon and Reagan mask or something? You know what? It'd be tight. <laughs> I, I can honestly tell you that never crossed my mind, but now that you put it in there, shit. It'd be dope. But maybe uh, I'll, I'll wear or maybe like a, a Michelle Obama mask and yeah. Obama mask. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and we'll and we'll flip them, and we'll flip them. Yeah, Be real kinky with that shit. Yeah, That's you know nice. how I do something. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, but real talk though, I fucking hate Valentine's Day. Yeah, me too. I don't celebrate it. Like, I mean, I don't have anybody to celebrate it with. But even when I did, I I don't celebrate that shit. Yeah, it's a bullshit holiday. Yeah, it really is. It's like, like don't don't tell me how to show my love mm-hmm. one day out of the year. When I do it fucking every day out of goddamn year. Yeah, and it's always just a dollar amount. I can't even count like how many Valentine's, like horrible Valentine's days I've had because the girl I was with was like disappointed that we didn't, it like it wasn't big enough or we didn't do something that her friends did or like I didn't send flowers, but I, I, I gave her flowers, but I didn't send them to her work. Like there's always some bullshit or it's like, hey, let's do it over the weekend so we can do something cool. But if it doesn't happen on the day, then it's like some, there's always some nonsense. And it's always, it falls on the guy to spend money to show that they can, it's, it's, it's garbage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why, you know, I, the, you know, outside of my girl just being fucking dope as hell. Yeah. She's, uh, she's not so much into the Valentine's like shit. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Cause she knows that I love her. She knows that I go, you know, I don't, I don't need, I don't need some fucking Hallmark uh, holiday uh on the calendar for her to know that i think she's my everything you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah totally and, and like with uh with holidays what i'd like better with like my if i'm with somebody if there's a holiday i'm down to celebrate but let's just do something together like just use it as an excuse to like go somewhere fun even if it's not on the day but over the weekend like just you know i don't like the having to buy a present thing and it's just so dumb yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid you, bro. And I think most of the guys who listen to this uh, feel the same way. Yeah. 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 
Hey, so so uh, tell me. Was, I know. I know. We were supposed to. We were supposed to do this. Uh, record this last Sunday. Oh yeah. And I ended up flaking a little bit. I was <laughs> just in one of my moods. I know. But uh, but <laughs> 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 of course you do. You know me so well. I do. I do. But but you were getting some stuff signed by Jim Lee at a comic book store. So how'd that go? Man. So yeah. Uh, like you said, uh, Jim Lee did a signing at a. He was doing it at a shop in um, Sherman Oaks called Earth 2. And I guess he lives out that way. And um, yeah, he announced it just like a few days before on social media. And I've never met him, never. I haven't been to a signing since I was a kid. And uh, yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, that'd be rad. Like, I, I want to get I have like some old books of his I'd like to get signed. That'd be cool. They're not it's not worth anything, but it'd be nice to have. And then um, what I really wanted to go for was I wanted to get something signed for my son. Um, so uh, in particular, like a, a Batman and Robin or, or Batman and Nightwing piece. And uh, so I have his hush work, but I have it digitally. So I went out to my comic book shop down the street. It's called Comic Seller. And I bought um, a hardcover version of Hush. Uh, like it's, it's like a trade, but it's all, um, it's just his pencils. There's no inks, no colors. So oh, that's even better. I love, I love, the, I love that. I love that. This, yo, yeah. it is so rad. I haven't seen a full comic with just pencils in a really long time. And especially not like a Jim Lee thing with just pencils. Cause yeah. it's so insane. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. And then in the middle of the book, there's this panel. I think it was one of the covers maybe, or maybe it was just a, a full page shot in, in Hush. I don't remember, but it's Batman and Nightwing running head on towards you, like on a rooftop. And I was yeah. like, oh, that'd be fucking perfect. So anyway, so I, he was going to be there from like one to three. So I got there at like 1130 and there were maybe, oh no, there weren't maybe that there were, cause they were giving out numbers to line up and I got number 91. So there was, yeah, yeah. You sent me that picture. Yeah. yeah. I saw the 91. Yeah, so there were 90 people ahead of me, and uh, so just standing there waiting, and it's like, you could have left, because you had a number, you could have left, and done whatever, and just come back, but I didn't have anything else to do, so <laughs> I just stood in line, and uh, yeah, and then around like one, a little after one, he showed up, but the reason he was doing it was that his, one of his, his youngest daughter is a Girl Scout, and uh, he was, <laughs> he was slinging cookies for her, uh, which was adorable, so she was there selling Girl Scout cookies, and so he just did a signing. But yeah, man. So I got uh, I got Wildcats one signed. I got um, X Men number three. I don't know if you remember. That's the cover where like all the X Men are fighting each other. Magneto's got them all fucked up. So like a uh, Cyclops or uh, Colossus has Wolverine in the air, and then everybody else is fucking each other up behind him. So he signed that. I, I don't know why I didn't have him sign X Men one. I should have. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know. I just kind of spaced out. And then uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on, you there? Yeah. Hold on, you're all fuzzy. Wait, damn it. Say something? Hello? Oh, you're all, um, it's like, uh, gargly. I don't know, or, um, broken up. I can't understand. Hold on, let me change. Maybe it's my Bluetooth. Oh, okay. Let me change it out. You want a sec, I... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, but I think, I think what you said is I went deep and so I didn't do like the mainstream one. So, and yeah, and that's exactly what kind of my thought process was too. 
Um, so he just signed his name on the first two. And then on the hush piece, I asked him if he would sign it uh, to my son. Yo, can you hear me? Oh, much better. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, see. You should have said something, motherfucker. No, no, it, it just happened. It just happened right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the batteries are dying or something. I just charged these motherfuckers up. Oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. She got Side. Yeah. Uh, so, did, did you hear me? So, um, so yeah. So, I when I had him sign the the hush piece, I ha- I asked if he would sign it um, to my son. And he was like, yeah, of course. So, it says, uh, to Grayson... Best Jim Lee, and I'll, I'll, I'm gonna send you a picture of it right now. Um, but yeah, man, it was fucking rad. Like, I this guy's a hero of mine, and I got to meet him, and he was super nice. And I got these signatures, and so I'm gonna frame the uh, the one for Grayson because he's got, I mean, you've seen That's him, awesome. he, yeah, he's got that like autograph from Michael Keaton, and he's got that autograph from yeah. Tom, Tom Holland, and now he's got one from Jim Lee. You know, uh, you know, what the next one needs to be. Cause I, hey, look, I'm, I'm like you, man. I grew up uh, a fan of Jim Lee. I'm a child of the 80s yeah. who really, you know, just fucking, they became a teenager of the 90s. So mm-hmm. Jim Lee is fucking the shit. Yep. But uh, as much as I love Jim Lee, uh, I'm going to tell you. Todd McFarlane? Well, of course, yeah. I mean, Todd McFarlane for me sits Especially like. Especially you're a Spider-Man guy. I'm a Spider-Man guy, yeah. For me, Todd McFarlane just sits in the, He's almost like. Um, like Kobe to me, right? Where you know he's gonna be my perpetual number one, so that can never change. Wow. But yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So below that, I love and and my number two. If 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 Tom McFarlane is the unchangeable number one, okay. My number two, and this is gonna probably you not you, you might not agree, but I don't give a fuck. Most of them <laughs> don't, but I love him. Uh, Rob Liefeld, man. He's a great I artist, love, man. I love Rob Liefeld, and back in the day, he was Young doing Blood, so much shit. X Force, yeah, yeah. But there was like this huge backlash around him because uh, when he came out, it was like he was the bee's knees, right? And then everybody starts getting all snooty about the fact that he can't draw feet or whatever the <laughs> fuck, or all his characters are in the same pose. Yeah, and I'm like, God damn it, I don't give a fuck. That's what it's comic books. <laughs> this isn't. If you want to see some anatomically correct shit, yeah, yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't read comics. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Oh, I accidentally put the speaker on my phone. Sorry. Okay. Good? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I love Life on that. Wow. Um, Creator of Deadpool. Yeah. Yep, which I have. I have that first issue. Oh, wow. It is uh, my prize, which I bought off of fucking uh, a turnstile at oh, a BX. Wow. You know what a BX is? No, uh, that's like a, those are those markets, right? Uh, the, actually, it's like, it's like was, a little, uh, um, like a convenience store. No, thing. yeah, the, the BX, it's a, it's like a Target. Right. But they, oh, they're called base, okay. They're called Base Exchange. It's, uh, I got it when I was living in New Mexico. And, uh, okay, yeah, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, BXs are on like military bases. It's uh, like where people go to get their, you know, you know, you can buy some CDs, you can buy comic books, you can buy books. It's, like I said, it's like a Target. I see. But I remember I picking up that issue of New Mutants uh, with Deadpool on the cover, and I was like, oh, who the fuck is this? Yeah. I mean, I was collecting the book anyway, but uh, yeah, man, that's like one of my prized possessions in my comic collection. Wow, that's tight, man. 
but I'd be willing to part with it at the right cost. So if anybody out there is listening, <laughs> hit a motherfucker up on you can you can DM me on Twitter at True B Will T R U B W I L L. Just selling for the right ch- price. Selling your childhood memories like it's nothing. <laughs> I'm a fucking whore, man. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, man. So it was tight. So uh, it was like a lifelong dream. I didn't kind of realize until I was there. And then I was so yeah. kind of like just happy that I got this thing, mainly for Grayson. Like that that was the one that I wanted the most that uh, I just walked out and I totally fucking forgot to buy Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't eat them shits, but I wanted the support. Like I was literally like I was looking at you know, the flavors, because he had posted on Instagram, like, what the boxes that they had. So I was looking, I was like, yeah, well, I'll buy these and give them to somebody. And, uh, yeah, I just walked right out. I totally spaced. I was like, oh, well, fuck it. That's understandable. Yeah. Uh, what what flavors would you have gotten? Uh, they had uh, s'mores, which I have never had. So I was I probably would have eaten that whole box. And then um, I would have done meh. meh. Yeah, meh. You don't like s'mores? Next. Uh, sorry, you're, you're stupid. I'll eat one. You're dumb. I'll eat one, but I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to buy a box of s'mores girl scout cookies. But then I definitely would have gotten some thin mints and uh, yeah, oh, there you min- go. You should have said that shit. first. Thin mints are the shit, yeah. especially you put them in the freezer. That's what, Woo! Man, reason number fucking one thousand and six. Why you're my like, you're my best friend, man. Yeah, thin mints. All the shit, oh, especially yeah. when you put them some bitches in the freezer. Yeah, get them nice and cold. Oh, yeah, God, it's man. so good, man. Yeah. yeah, it's better that I didn't buy them because I I wouldn't have given them away. I would have eaten them. They would have been gone already. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I actually I actually went to my house uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, it's that season. They had mm. the whole bench set up out front. Eef. The girls are there selling the cookies, and and I and I did this. It's like the walk-in of, of shame because I kind of walked in. I, did, I tried not to make eye contact. Yeah. You know? It's like when the Red Cross I didn't want to buy any. Like, oh. I was like, yeah, but I feel bad not buying because they, they mean, little girls up there. Yeah. You know, it's so, so cute. It's like, oh, I should buy some cookies. Yeah. But I'm like so focused just looking at that entrance. I've never been more focused <laughs> on the doors opening. And they said, oh, excuse me, suck. Uh, no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. And I got in there with the fucking quickness, yeah. man. And then you leave, like looking at your phone or something, looking down, acting acting real busy or like upset, so they won't talk to you on the way out. That that's one move. The other move is you go out the opposite door. Yeah, and that's yeah. okay. I will walk <laughs> extra steps to get to my car just to not see those girls again. Oh, I agree. It's brutal. It's and hard to feel say that no. guilt. It's hard to say no. Of not buying cookies. Yeah. yeah, and it's it like is. they're getting rejected all day, and it's like, but each one, they don't get numb to it. Each one just fucking cuts them a little deeper. It's so awful to watch. Ah, uh, but you know what though? You know, getting ready for life. Yeah, life is terrible. <laughs> get ready for it. <laughs> I You're gonna rejection. It's all about rejection. I remember one time I was at uh, a, a movie theater, and uh, one of those little kids comes up to me, and he's like, "Excuse me, sir, I'm selling candy bars for my basketball team," and I'm like. First of all, I know that you're not fucking selling candy bars for your basketball team. This is, <laughs> this is some bullshit. But before I could even say that, he launched into this whole sales pitch that would like it had rhyming and it was all rehearsed and he was like animated. He was really delivering it so well. He had me cracking up. I was laughing so hard and I was like, this kid is amazing. Afterwards, I told him, I was like, look, I don't want the candy bar, but just here's your whatever it was, $15 or whatever it was. Like, Here, you're really good. 
just take the money. $15. Or, or $10, $10, whatever it was. $5 a candy bar. <laughs> I was like, this is an expensive ass candy. <laughs> so I gave him 10 bucks and I was like, dude, I don't need the candy, but you did a great job. I was just so impressed with his, uh, with his delivery. I was like, you, you earned your $10. Yeah, you know, because you're a good man. You're a good man. Oh, I've actually you, man. done the same. Because, like, when those guys, because they have, like, this whole, like, uh, you know, and you know it's pre-planned. It's rehearsed, whatever. Of course, but, of course. I mean, they're, they're using, I mean, of course, they're, like, this like, the cutest kid. Mm-hmm. And he's going out there just doing this, giving you, like, a show. And I did the same thing as you did. I was like, you know what? I don't want the candy, but I'll give you some cash. <laughs> you yeah. know, I gotta, like, I got to give you something. You know, and like whether he kept the cash on his own or whatever, I didn't care. I'm like, hey, you you work for that. You entertain me for a couple seconds. Yep. So there you go. It's worth it. It's worth it. Go out there and be somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know what happened the other? I was at a uh, a client's house. One of my clients in uh, on the west side, and um, it was like I don't know eight at night or something like that. And um, a knock on as I'm as I'm getting ready to leave. There's a knock on our door. She opens it up and it's like a 15 year old girl and it's like, it's, it's 8 PM. It's late. And she's got like a, yeah. a, a notebook, like a white folder. And she's saying like, she's selling a coupon book, some bullshit. And, uh, that for her high school. And I'm thinking like, no high school would tell you to go out alone at fucking eight o'clock at night selling coupons. <laughs> So she's trying to do it and she's got, and she's like, her sales pitch is terrible and she's like stuttering and like, not because she has a stutter, but she's just like fumbling through it. And, uh, and then my, my client goes, um, oh, what school are you with? Cause she's a parent. She's got kids in the area. And she's like, what school? She's like, oh, it's this school, which is not quite in the area. So it's just outside. And, uh, and she's like, oh, okay. Do you have any like pamphlets or anything she's like no but you can go to our website and she's like oh well, what's in your notebook it was just like an empty notebook <laughs> this girl was just carrying around like <laughs> it was so bad she's like no i don't think so it was really it was really funny though oh man yeah uh but yeah so hey so yeah I, I know i know we're gonna get into cloverfield because that's what this episode's about but before we do uh can we also- take it for for black panther no, I should probably buy in advance, huh? I never think about it because my theater is always empty. Nah, nah, you don't have to buy in advance. We live in LA, man. We can see whatever the fuck we want anytime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> only reason I ask, I'm, I, I bought tickets uh, for tomorrow night because I wanted to uh, see with my dad. Oh, tight. And, and uh, I'm flying to go see, you know, my girl on Friday. So I called my dad up and I was like, "Hey, pops, you know." Uh, I know because he lives in San Diego, but yeah. I was like, "Hey, I know the drive, but to come down Thursday, I want to take you to see Black Panther." Uh, awesome. And he was like, "Oh, it just so happens I'm supposed to be in LA on Friday, so okay." That's so I got awesome. so I got tickets. Yeah, I got tickets for a seven twenty show at uh, the Landmark on Pico, not too far from where I live. So uh, I'm gonna go see that with him. That's awesome! And what a then, good son you are. Yeah, actually, I'm not. I'm trying to be better. Well, that's that's a my dad's cool thing. Dope. Yeah, your dad's the yeah, shit. My dad's dope, and I kind of feel that. I don't know. You know, I don't know what it is. Like, my dad is dope, and I my dad's awesome, and he's been a great dad. Mm. But every time that he comes to visit me, I kind of get annoyed. And I, and I, I do, <laughs> I do, and and I'm I'm burying my soul here. I mean, I. I and it's what, and 
he he he'll say things or do things, and I'm just like pops. What are you talking about? Like da, 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 da. like I'm almost like I'm a teenager again. Like right. what are you doing, man? That's ridiculous. <laughs> and then and then when he, and then I'll feel bad immediately after, and he'll leave, and then I'll be like fuck. Like why why am I such an asshole to my dad? My dad's great. What's wrong with me? Yeah, you know he's the only parent that I have, and I got to do better. You know because my dad's always been there for me. And because the last time he came to see me, uh, Connie was here, uh, and she was working from home. And so my pop showed up cause he had to do something and you know, he, he won, he loved seeing Connie and everything like that. And he was just, but he was saying some off the wall shit <laughs> that was just like, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Cause I just got back from Japan. Right. Yeah. And so I explained to him, I was like, yeah, you know, I haven't been sleeping very well. I've been in Japan two weeks and I get jet lag really bad. Like, really bad, especially yeah. coming back from Japan. Like, it really hits me. And so he tells me, and he says it within, within the most sincere way. He's like, son, well, maybe you should, you know, volunteer yourself for, like, a sleep study or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, a sleep study? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Bob is like, it's just jet lag. I mean, I just got to get over it. <laughs> but, but he's not like a, a medical sleep study. Yeah. And, and so I, and I could hear Akane laughing because she was actually working. She was translating some shit. And uh, so he ended up leaving a couple hours later. And she told me, she was like, she's like, she was like, you know, Brian, you know, sometimes I kind of feel bad. You're a little too hard on your pops. But she was like, but when he mentioned that sleep study thing, like that shit was pretty out there. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, man. It's just jet lag. Oh. But I love him. So, so I'm looking cute. forward to tomorrow. You know what you should do, man? <laughs> you know what you should do? What's up? You should tell him that. You should tell him what exactly what you just said. Not the sleep study thing, but like uh, that that you, <laughs> that, that you realize you're too hard on him sometimes and you don't like doing it and you're not sure why, but that you love him and he's always been a great pops and he's always been there for you and you love him. Just tell him that. Yeah. That probably makes you feel idea. way better. I will. Yeah, man. I will. I mean, I, I, I mean, look, I mean, you know me, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an emotional cat anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I tell him all the time how much of a good daddy is, but yeah. he's also very emotional, which is probably where I get it from. No, tell him tell so him the he, other thing, how you're a piece of shit son. Tell him that part. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm going to add that to it. I'm going to add that to it. Yeah, I, I will. I will. Because yeah. like I said, I mean, he, it doesn't matter how many times I tell him, he loves hearing it again. Hell because it's yeah. almost like it goes in one ear and then he forgets right. until I tell him again. And he's like, oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> But no, you know what? I will. And I'll, I'll, I'll include the fact that I am a piece of shit sometimes. <laughs> You're definitely not a piece of shit. But yeah, that's cool. That's no. so cool, man, that you two are going to go. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really rad. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I probably won't have a chance to go. Maybe I'll buy a ticket for Sunday, like after, my, after Grayson gets picked up. Yeah, you got to see it, man. Oh, or, for sure. or if you want, you can just walk. You can just wait or, or go see it Sunday and then, because I'd like to see it with you too. Okay, yeah, we can see it again. Because I still, yeah, we need to go down to uh, Grill Them All. So maybe we can do like the movie and Grill Them All or Grill Them All and the movie. Yeah, the movie, uh, the movie first. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. I don't want to sit in the theater for two plus hours with that burger in my gut. Nah. <laughs> I'll fall yeah. asleep for sure. As good as it is, as good as it is, it'd be too heavy. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I mean, the trailer you forced me to watch under threat of death uh, looked great. Yeah, 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 looks really good. And everybody who's seen it already is like 
just all over its dick. So, yeah, I know, I know. I've been, I've read a whole bunch of reviews it's, about how good it is. Yeah, but you know, you know, you know what I find funny? What's that? Is uh, <laughs> is that so? Like I, like YouTube has become pretty much. I watch YouTube more than I do regular television. Which, oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't even have cable, but as far as like Hulu or whatever, right? And I watch a lot of shows. You know, people who review movies. Like I subscribe to a lot of you know, uh, these people who have their shows or whatever. And the funny thing for me has been how a lot of white folks who have to review this movie are like so, uh, <laughs> what's the word? They're so like cautious about what to say right. because they're fearful <laughs> that if they say anything negative, they're going to get fucking creamed for being like racist or whatever. Yeah. And it's outrage culture is coming back. These, yeah. And I'm just looking at this and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, all right. It's a fucking movie. It's an important movie. It means a lot to me. And I am glad to hear that it's getting good reviews. For sure. But I was like, come on. No, I don't want to live in a world where it's like we're, we're getting that fucking, uh, you know, butthurt about being able to offer an opinion about a fucking piece of entertainment. Right. Regardless I'm, of whatever it might mean to, you know, a person of color, myself, whatever. Right. It's like at the end of the day. This is a movie. You know, a fucking movie. Is, it's a movie. It was like when that piece of this shit. It's like when that piece of shit Jesus movie came out where they beat up Jesus and then like people were no, yeah, no, no, Gibson's no Gibson's movie. movie. Yeah. And people were like, I don't like that movie. And they're like, you fucking hate God. And you're like, no, man, that movie just sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what it is, it man? Also, we live in this ridiculous time right now where it's like we've, we've, we've swung so far into this like political correctness nonsense that uh, out of, I mean, it was a response to the opposite of that. So it's like, it'll right, eventually, right. we'll balance out again. And like, you know, we'll find our, our ground of people not being so sensitive all the time. Yeah, I hope so. And you're right. I was going to say the same thing, uh, that this is just a reaction to the current climate that we find ourselves in, you know, Trump yeah. and whatever the fuck and like everything. Yes. But yeah, I'm, ho I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we can, like you said, just kind of swing back to the middle and be we like, will. hey. We will. It'll yeah, all balance I hope, out. I hope, man. It'll all balance out. I hope out. so. We're in this really weird transitional time right now. Everything's all fucked up. Yeah. I mean, America's been a, a state of transition ever since it was founded. Yeah, for sure. Honest. For sure. But, I mean, it wasn't yeah. that long ago. I know. Yeah, that's true. It's like shit is move, moving so fast and people like the, I can't understand it. Like, yeah, it's just everything's moving too fast. We don't yeah. know how to react yet. Okay. Before we talk about... Cloverfield, can we yeah. <laughs> can we talk about Altered Carbon? Oh, uh, yeah, we can. <laughs> Did I'm not going to have as much to talk about with this show as like Cloverfield. Yeah. But to the you... fact, like I, I remember I saw the last episode, Okay, but I'm pretty sure I fell asleep. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how it how it ended. So I got to. I gotta rewatch it, dude. That show. But, uh, but go ahead. That you show have the floor. is a piece of shit. It is one of the. Oh wow! It is one of the worst written, worst acted. The, even the directing, like everything about it, was so bad. It, I mean, I, I I tweeted that thing that it's a glorified sci-fi show. It it was shot like a sci-fi show. Like even just like how they did the action sequence. The dialogue, I, I hated it. I thought it was... Like sci-fi, like sci-fi the channel? Sci-fi channel, sci-fi channel, yeah. Oh, okay. So like when it first started, I, I, I felt like, okay, this is, 
I don't, I don't know if it's good or bad yet, but it definitely has fallen victim to the most common uh, pitfall of sci-fi genre, which is just overacting. It's very common in the sci-fi genre to have people <laughs> overacting. Um, but yeah. a, a lot of times it doesn't take away from it being good. So I was like, okay, they're overacting the shit out of this. But And then I was just like, listen to the dialogue. I was like, ooh, yeah, dialogue's bad. It's just really plain and cheesy and obvious. And then like the shots that they would include, you know, like you got to have the cop training with her partner and then she like kicks the shit out of him for no reason. And I'm like, nobody trains like this. You can't train like this. This is fucking stupid. And like, She what? was mad. She was mad. She so was she, angsty. She's going to beat up a, a guy who's trying to help her work out. And it's like, that's it. You can't train like that. He'd be all fucked up. He wouldn't be able to work out for like three months now. And then like, so they had all the cliche, cliche shots just like, and then the story just kept getting dumber and dumber with like, okay, he, it's kind of a whodunit. He's kind of, it's like a noir. He's trying to solve this mystery. They're like, they were trying to make it Blade Runner. And then they were trying to make it The Matrix. And then they were trying to make it some other bullshit. And then like, when the sister comes in and she's, spoiler, she's running everything. I'm like, then why did any of this happen? Like, why did she... <laughs> Like, if she just wanted him, her brother back, why didn't she just be like, hey, I'm alive, you're alive, Let's, we're, we're good, let's just, just be together. Him. Like, why this elaborate ruse? It was so dumb. It's so dumb. Oh, that is a good point. That is a good point you brought up about the sister and, like, her reasons. It's like, if you wanted Takeshi, is that his name, right? Takeshi? Yeah, yeah. And that, that was her whole like, if purpose. You wanted, if you wanted him back, because they established, by the time she gets reintroduced, they do establish that she has wealth. And means she's one of the she's one of the mess, one of the elite. Right. It's like you couldn't just pay to get him put in a different sleeve. Yeah, with like, why'd you have to? Yeah, why'd you go through? Yeah, all this? yeah, that's, that's a good point. I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah, go ahead. I, Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Finish oh, then, your uh, okay. And then she's like, she she wanted to it. she wanted <laughs> she wanted to torpedo some bill that was going to be passed. But it's like, okay, that could have just been a separate thing. Why did you involve your brother? In that, it doesn't make any sense. There's no reason for this. And then, um, like, then she's like, "Oh, you know, you're the leader of the resistance, who I killed for some reason. Uh, I have her. You, you, she can come back too." And it's like, why? Fucking why? Any of this? This is why did she keep? Yeah. Why did she keep that person's stack or soul or brain or whatever on a little disc? Why did she keep it? What was the point? Because like she knew that her brother would go against her and she was going to use that as leverage to get him back. It was so ridiculous. And then this fucking monologue from the the resistance leader. I forgot her name. The black girl that falls in love the with black girl, Takeshi. Yeah. Yeah. Who's a terrible actor too, at least in this show. And then like she's saying... Or Takeshi's like, tell me a story. And she's like, there once was a princess and a peasant boy. And I was like, this is the worst written thing I've ever heard in my life. And they run it through the whole last episode. And then like how their their love, when when she died, the world wept or something. And then <laughs> so I, I literally, <laughs> dude, I laughed out, out loud involuntarily. I just started laughing like a dozen times when that whole thing was going. And then the whole side story with... The brother that he finds and then like his wife who's in a man's skin, but then their daughter is trapped in uh, virtual reality or something. And then they get her back and like she was awful. And then she comes back yeah, she, and like, 
some matrix suit for some reason. And then apparently the virtual reality people can like take a, 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 a synthetic body and just like completely change the way it looks at will. Cause that's what she did. Yeah. <laughs> and then she puts on a matrix suit, which is not flattering for her at all. She's not a terribly attractive person that has no figure, but she's wearing this suit and looks awful. And like somehow because she learned, uh, martial arts, in virtual reality, her body can do that for real, and I'm like, what? It was so bad, dude. It was, and the, that whole storyline. Why does this little kid have to do with anything? It was just so dumb. Okay, I'm done. I hate well, it. <laughs> okay, well, look, I, look. The one thing I can say, her learning martial arts in a virtual reality world, and then being able to apply it in a physical world. I mean, like you said, is derivative of the Matrix, but. Mm. They did it in the Matrix, and I, I, hey, it's, I was fine with that. Like that was the one thing. I'm like, yeah, okay. But they don't whatever. fight for real. They don't fight for real in the Matrix. They only fight in the virtual world. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, so <laughs> you're it, right. It makes sense. It makes sense for the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, so. I watched, yeah, I watched most of it. Like I said, I, I, I fell asleep watching the last episode. I think I was, I was, I had been drinking. I, so when I started, <laughs> when I started it, I knew I probably wasn't going to finish it. Yeah. Uh, I would say that around, like I thought by, by episode three or four, uh-huh. I was like, okay, it, it, had, it had done enough for me to continue watching it. Although, it's not the most binge-worthy show because it's very uh, dour and just, um, just I don't I, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I don't want to say mean, but uh, it's not an easy show to binge. Right, that's true. Because it's because it's because it's pretty dark and it's pretty just nihilistic, you know. Right, and that's just for me not my my thing. But uh, I did stick with it. But I want to say, for me, the show, because I honestly, like, this show got dropped, and I, I, didn't, I never heard about it prior. I think maybe, like, the week before is when I started seeing articles about, oh, Alton Carbon, like, and reading articles about how Netflix put so much money into this, and it's going to be this big new show on Netflix. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll check it out. I mean, I'm paying for the service. Let me see what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And so when I watched it, I was like, I instantly, by the first episode, I'm like, okay, well, this is, uh, so far, like not original at all. Right. <laughs> uh, very. I mean, it was. I mean, very obvious in his Blade Runner aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the the atmosphere, the mood, the the Japanese uh, signage everywhere, right. and uh, Japanese. Maybe it was Chinese. I'm not sure, but but just the Asian influence on the city. Uh, and I'm like, okay, well, I've seen this, so here we go again, another fucking redux of what ridley did back in 80 fucking what two or three yeah 80 but i was still but i was still with it like okay uh the idea of the stacks and being able to uh you know basically download your soul onto these hard drives which again like i'm pretty sure that i've seen shows or 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 uh other entertainments or mediums that have done a similar thing but they put enough of a novel spin on it where i'm like okay that's kind of cool. I'm into it. Uh, so I watched, you know, episode one, two, three. Okay, I'm I'm into it. 
I like the what's his name, uh, Kinnaman, the main, the white guy who's playing Takeshi. Uh, what's his name? Joel Kinnaman or whatever the fuck. He was in the RoboCop uh, remake. Oh, was he? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was RoboCop. Oh. And I actually thought, I actually thought, and I've seen him, in, and, I, and I've seen him in some other stuff prior. Like I thought he was good in RoboCop, which you know, sidebar, a reboot that I did not want, that I watched, that I that I thought was actually not that bad. Dude, uh, I, I feel the same way about that. Yeah, yeah. but he hasn't really been all that great in other things that I've seen him in. Um, Suicide Squad was probably the last thing I saw him in, but like, who was good in Suicide Squad? Yeah, exactly. But uh, but I thought he was really good in this. This is probably the best that I've seen him. And so I think honestly, I kept watching because of him and his performance. I thought he was really good. Yeah. But as I started watching the show, uh, it quickly dawned on me that this was just kind of like some bullshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> and. Because it seemed like they were they were going for like this very heady kind of thoughtful uh, sci-fi show about like what is again kind of like Ape and, and you know Blade Runner like what is life exactly. like can life be downloaded and just you know uh, switched to these different bodies or sleeves or whatever right and if you can't what die vibe? then d- does your morality go away right. and yeah yeah and. And so, like I said, I, it, it was interesting enough, but by around the half or the middle point of this show, I pretty much, I was like, okay, yeah, this isn't bullshit. This is just <laughs> a show that's pretty much just aping all of the, the, the major sci-fi tropes and elements that we've mm-hmm. seen from Blade Runner to The Matrix. And, and again, like, I'm an easy mark when it comes to entertainment because honestly, I mean, a lot, Joel Kinnaman is his name. Okay. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of times I'm fine with things being derivative because what isn't derivative? The thing that kind of separates the derivative or if you can put your own spin on it, if you can do something, even if it's just one thing, right. original right. with the derivativeness. And this show really doesn't. Like I feel that they started uh, one way in terms of trying to be, you know, it's like Icarus kind of flying towards that sun but quickly realized that, oh man, it's fucking hot. It's yeah. hot. How do we get it's hot? Let's 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 dumb it down. Because yeah. it really did. Like there was a point in the, in the halfway through the season where it just got stupid. Yeah. And and I, but I was still with it because even though it was dumb, it was entertaining enough that I kept watching. But there was definitely that point as you're watching this where you realize that okay, this show is not about nothing. It's it is what it, it is. What I the initial thought was it's just a derivative sci-fi show of everything else you've seen just it's just an, an amal- amalgamization of <laughs> amalgam, all these movies amalgam. you've seen uh, yeah and <laughs> yeah and i right. was like all right but i mean i didn't hate it quite as much as you i yeah. thought that even though it was kind of stupid yeah uh not even kind of stupid. It was. It got stupid. It got stupid real quick. And you're right. As soon as the sister gets introduced, I was like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. And I was like, all right, whatever. And by that point, I'm like, okay, and just you, and you know, entertain me. Blow some shit up. Let's, all right. <laughs> real quick. Go real, with, do your thing. With the, sister, the sister is basically controlling everybody. She's the most powerful person in the show. And then like, but then she had to break in and murder all of Max Hedrum's guys. But why didn't she just tell Max Hedrum not 
to do anything to them because she controlled yeah. everybody. Why don't you be like, hey, Max Headroom, don't uh, fuck up my brother. Like, what are you doing? I like seeing I like seeing Max Headroom. Me that too. Cool. He was great. Even though it wasn't really him, but it was kind of was him. I, I enjoyed yeah. that. He's always that guy. Yeah, he's always that. Yeah, he is. He uh, He's carved out a nice little niche for himself. In yeah. Hollywood. But he was great. Uh, I, I loved watching him. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll finish, I guess, the last episode or at least the, the second part because I'm pretty sure. So when you when you said that the girl who was stuck in that virtual reality world, she comes back wearing the, the, the Matrix getup. Yeah. That was in the last episode, right? Yes. Yeah, because yes. I remember seeing that. And I, I remember also thinking, wow, this is fucking dumb as shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was the, the last episode. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is actually a nice segue into what we're going to talk about. It, with, it is, uh, yeah. Cloverfield. So, so at the end of the day, when it comes to Arthur Carvin, here's my take on it. Is it great? Fuck no. Not even close. Is it entertaining? Yeah. You were entertaining? Okay. Uh, overall, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I was. I mean, look, I've, I'm entertained by a lot of dumb shit. Uh, this was dumb, but dumb, it was dumb in an earnest kind of way. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. <laughs> and, 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 and I think because of the whole Netflix model and the fact that this is a service that I'm paying for monthly that has a lot of content right. that I can watch on my own free time. I I would be lying if I if I told you that I'm not uh, judging this on a kind of separate uh, parameter than me going out to the theater or me going out to like if I'm paying you know uh, another fifteen bucks to stream HBO just for this show right and I watch this and I'm like oh this is some bullshit like right. I whatever uh, Netflix is. Like I yeah, I'm at a point now where I'm basically judging this entertainment differently now. Yeah. On streaming services. Yeah, because yeah, because you're you're paying and, for everything there. So it's not like like you said, right. it's not like going to a movie and be like, that was fifteen dollars that I wasted. That I wasted, yeah. It's so for me, like off the carbon, like is it something I'd recommend? Uh no. But if someone said, Oh, you know, I'm gonna watch it anyway, I'd say, ah, well, there's stuff to enjoy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not the worst thing ever. It's I mean, really Cause pretty. that's the thing. Like it, uh, it is for the most part. I yeah, think yeah. some of those, uh, establishing shots and long distance shots of the city, uh, for me looks very sci-fi yeah. with a little bit higher budget, I guess, yeah, but yeah. they, you could kind of see the, that's where the money and the cost of this budget was really starting. You could see the, the fraying of that. Because sometimes, like I, I felt the show looked better in uh, close interior shots. Yeah, yeah, that's, when they were that's doing what I mean. establishing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you've got Netflix and if you're looking for a show that you can watch and just kind of be like, oh, if you got some dinner ready and it's like, oh, let's check it on the cover. Yeah. Hey, there, there's worse things on Netflix to watch. I thought it was True. entertaining enough. True. But again, like I, it's not something that like I'm not looking forward to season two. Uh, you I know. Mean, yeah. uh, like if season two comes out, I'm gonna be like, ah, nah, I'm good. Yeah, same. But I'm not mad that I watched it. It was just, I guess, I was just disappointed because I thought, after all the articles that I read leading up to it, it seemed like it was gonna be something more than what, yeah, uh, was delivered. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. And, and so, like what you were saying about like, and what we were both saying, pretty much everything in Altered Carbon is derivative and contrived and. 
Um, which, which, to be fair, in sci-fi, most people, it's like fantasy, most people use the same base. Like, yeah. so this used the Blade Runner base, and it did it poorly. Um, but, you know, yeah. other things used, like, like for fantasy, because it was kind of, the genre was invented by Tolkien, so everything is based off of that. And some people do it well, and some people don't. With Cloverfield, the Cloverfield Project? Paradox. The, the, hold, hold on. Before you go in, yeah, uh, yeah, I will yeah. say uh, to, to all the to anybody who just likes skin, there is a lot of fucking titties in this show. And Yo, all the carbon. That, so uh, that, honestly, that kept me watching a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of naked women. And, and there's vagina, there's a lot too. Of that, so. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, full frontal. Like, it was, you know what's so funny? that was cool. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was thinking about the full frontal as I'm watching it. I'm like, wow, they're showing a lot of tits. And that's great. I like tits. And they should have ass. I like ass. Oh, look, there's, you know, there's a bunch of pussies hanging out. That's nice, too. But yeah, the, I thought it was interesting. I was like, okay, well, if they're being so open with nudity, I was like, this is really weird that they're not showing any naked men. Like, I don't care about, I don't want to see dicks. Like, I don't have a aversion to it either. I don't care. But I thought it was odd that if they're, because they're trying to show nudity like without any hindrance or apprehension. Or to encumbrance. To, right. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, people are naked. People get naked. So what? But they wouldn't show it with guys. And I was like, well, that's pretty lame. Until <laughs> like the second to last episode. Or maybe it's the last episode. And they show one guy naked. They show his dick. But they show it <laughs> in the most ridiculous and unflattering way. There's a, there, <laughs> there's a rule. Women look can look great topless or bottomless like if they have one or the other they look great men only look good topless like you can see a man with just his shirt off and he'll look great but when you, when you see a man wearing a shirt and no pants it doesn't it doesn't matter and this particular guy's body they, wasn't good that? yeah his dick was out like when they were in that that sky city which is just like a place for people to go to murder people, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was dumb too. Um, cause they can like do that <laughs> on earth or whatever. So there's this guy. Yeah. The, the, um, the stupid matrix girl walks into his room and it was literally just to show that like, Oh, she's killing a guy who killed hookers. Oh, and he's wearing, I do remember yeah, that. So he slaughtered, yeah, he yeah. slaughtered a, a, a girl and a guy, I guess he was fucking them. both. Yeah. And like, but he's wearing like a, a tuxedo shirt still, but yeah, he has no yeah, pants on. I do. No pants, but I remember that. I remember <laughs> like, that. Who, who one? Who? Wh okay, there's no blood on him, and he just slaughtered these people. There's and he's wearing white. There's no blood on him, so yeah. that's that's dumb. And I was like, who fucks? Like who goes like crazy? I'm gonna fuck <laughs> crazy, but I'm gonna keep my shirt on. <laughs> so yeah, she killed him. And he's just, his dick's out, but he's got his shirt on. I was like, this is that's not the way to do it. Like, yeah. yeah, I remember really that. Bad. I remember really that. Bad. Yeah, I, yeah, there, yeah, there were there were moments of that show. Cause I, I do remember that scene in like that that Cloud City where it was basically like, uh, what what's the Cloud City in Star Wars called? Uh, oh, where uh, what's his face lives? Where Land, um, Lando Calrissian? Damn it! I, well, whatever. Yeah, but it's yeah, basically yeah. that, but done so where it's basically nothing but just. Hookers, prostitutes, and these rich motherfuckers go, yeah. and they get a room, and they fuck them and kill them. Yeah. And I was like, all right. It's like, I, again, with this show, like, I think they tried so hard for the for the, the gonzo factor. Right. And just for the uh, try to shock people. Right. And it just, 
Yeah, a lot of it just felt flat. Like you got to try it too hard. Yeah, like, just tell a cool story. But yeah, but yeah, flat. exactly. But and just above all that, just the writing was so bad, and the acting was bad. Oh, yo, I was gonna say the uh, the woman, the Hispanic cop. What was her name? Oh, yeah, the uh, the Hispanic girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible actor, I, but she's fine I as fuck. Her. She's fine as fuck. I love her, and I did not yeah. expect her to get naked. And when she does, it's out of this world. She's a fucking ten. It's probably the best part of the entire fucking series. Yeah, she, yeah, she's for sure got the best body in the show. Yeah, uh, if, if you're interested in watching the show, anybody listening. Just uh, and if you're a male and you like a good looking naked woman, or if you're female uh-huh. and you like a good looking naked woman, or female, yeah. Uh, but go online, find out which episode that was exactly because I don't know. Yeah, and just watch that. It's later in the series, like six or seven. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah she, she, she was awesome, man. Yeah, and I, also, I like her a lot. And also, if you're a girl who likes naked girls, hit me up. I'm Graham Baker on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was beyond uh, sexy. Um, yeah, and he, and he the I guy. Didn't think her act, you, you I didn't think her acting was that bad. Really, man, I couldn't. I, I mean, couldn't, it wasn't great. I couldn't stand it. Yeah, right. but that guy, he's a good-looking guy too. Which guy? The the main guy. Oh, Joe Kinnaman. Joe Kinnaman. Yeah, he's a real good-looking guy. Yeah, he got shredded for this, man. Fucking yoked. Yeah, he he looked really good. Yeah, man, he's on some fucking HGH or some shit, man. Yeah, yeah, he look. Yeah, he looked fucking strong as shit. And he and and if anybody likes uh, naked or half naked guys, he's basically naked or half naked the entire show. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, he looks good. There's a lot of nakedness in all the carbon. A ton, a ton, <laughs> both sides. All right, you ready? Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. So, are we gonna talk? About, we want to talk about uh, the Cloverfield paradox. First, I feel we should. Let's just delve into that. Okay, go ahead. If that's all right. Yeah, yeah. All right, so go ahead. You give me... Um, okay. Tell me your thoughts. Okay, so like with this whole... So if anybody doesn't know, like Cloverfield Paradox is a third movie, is a third installment in this series of tangentially... This yeah, this franchise of tangent. Tangentially, tangentially, tangentially tied movies, meaning like they're not uh, prequels or sequels necessarily, um, but they occur in the same universe, what we find out multiverse. So, you know, so when it's so I didn't know anything about it, I didn't know what to expect. And uh, it starts out like a really totally different from the other two. And and the, the other two are totally different from each other. So this one is like a pure sci-fi space movie. And uh, so everything's very clean. There is this big space station in space and the world is um, about to tear itself apart And because there's no energy. So they're trying this experimental thing to get energy back and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, some kind of collider. Yeah. Which they didn't really get too in-depth on the tech with that. But yeah. yeah. Which I was okay with. I was okay with. Yeah, um, that's fine. But uh, the okay, so overall, I liked it. It it, and this is the, a weird. It's interesting that we're talking about both of these projects because like Altered Carbon does all the same bullshit every other. Uh, it's derivative of every other sci-fi show. This movie is also derivative, but it does it in a way that's not 
as bad. Like there's nothing particularly unique about this movie. Um, it's all pretty standard. You know, if you watched life, is that what it's called? Yeah. Life or alien yeah. or fucking any space station movie. It, it's, it's that it's, you know, they're in space and then something goes wrong and they're stuck in space and they have to fix it. And most of them die. It's, you know, it's, it's, you've seen it a hundred times. And, uh, yeah. So in that aspect, like the storytelling elements, I wasn't impressed with, and I thought was pretty boring. And, uh, the writing I didn't think was amazing, but it wasn't bad. Um, see, this is the problem I have with it. Okay. Because I love the other two movies so much, they kind of build in love for this, but it's not necessarily earned from the quality of the movie. I could not have said that better. Right? Like that's, that was, that's, did you write that that down before? No, I just said it right now. You just said it right now. See, that's why you're good at this shit. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. That was a very, that was a very good thought and a very good, uh, critique. Cause I, I, yeah, I agree a hundred percent, uh, with that sentiment. Yeah. Like it's, it's, go ahead. But let me ask you, how did you find out that it was even available to watch? Like, did you find out the day of the Super Bowl or, Cause I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you weren't watching the Super Bowl, right? I was at a friend's house. The Super Bowl was on, but I certainly was not watching. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. How did I find out? About it? I think I saw something on uh, Instagram or Twitter or something that was like, oh, "Okay, yeah." And I was like, "What the fuck? The new Cloverfield?" And I, I, kinda, yeah, I, th- I yeah. thought that was super cool that they were just like, "Hey, here's a movie. Go, go watch it." I thought it was awesome, yeah, because I was I, I wasn't I wasn't anywhere near the Super Bowl because I was hanging out with my girl and she doesn't give a fuck about that. Yeah, and I didn't care about watching the game. I didn't care about the teams. Uh, but I and I found out just I have because I was checking the score of the game and uh, saw something on some website uh, that said, "Oh my god!" Like they debuted the, the new Cloverfield trailer and announced that it was going to be available after the Super Bowl, and I got instantly excited. Like, oh shit! Yeah, cool. I'm like, all right. I thought that was cool as hell. As a Cloverfield fan, I'm like, oh my God. Netflix should be doing this more. Absolutely. I, I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun and, and exciting. Um Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, yeah I, I, was, that. I was eager to to log on to my Netflix and to watch this fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had no. that that's that's yeah, that's right. I had the same feeling, like excitement to to open Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I love uh, that. Yeah, I love it too. I loved I loved how it made me feel and the excitement because I mean of, of being able to see, and that's the thing like the the excitement of being able to see the next installment of a franchise that you love. Yeah, like instant gratification. Right. Like that is that is that is like stream, streaming services in a, in a microcosm. Like that's what it's all about, right? right. Like to be able to just check out a show like now. Right. Boom. Play. Start. Uh, so when you tell me that, you know, you're dropping a new fucking Cloverfield thing, I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. Let's check this out. And I was more excited I, because there wasn't a bunch of lead up to it. So I had no yeah. expectations, nothing, nothing. It's just like I didn't have to wait for it because I didn't even know it was happening. Exactly. Exactly. Which I think worked in its favor. For sure. Uh, at least for me. I mean, because I'm like you. Uh, well, excuse me. I... uh. I watched it the next day and 
I really enjoyed it. Uh, and like you said, I mean, comparing this to like what we talked about with all the carving, it's definitely not original. Right. But the difference, and I'll, I'll dumb, I mean, I'm based, I'm not as eloquent as you. I'll just dumb it down in a sense. But the one difference between what we were kind of uh, criticizing all the carving for and this is that although it was derivative, and it was like, okay, yeah, we've seen these kind of movies before, you know, uh, Event Horizon, Life, Alien, right. whatever. Uh, it was interesting. Right, <laughs> right. It was, it <laughs> was so fucking true. interesting. <laughs> so true. Like, even though, even though it reminded me and it called back to those movies, it was still a very interesting movie. From right. the premise to, uh, to when, the, when the weird shit start to go down, there was never a moment watching this film where it I did not lose interest. Right. I felt uh, yeah, I feel which the same I, which I, Yeah, which I think is I mean there's a lot to be said for that. And like you, and I I'm, I'm probably going to guess that uh you tell me if I'm wrong, but uh of the three Cloverfield films, this is probably your least favorite, right? True. Right. True. Same for me. Yeah. But I still fucking enjoyed it. Me too. Even with the problems yeah. that I experienced. Yeah. Or the problems that I had with it. I could because it had my attention from jump. And like you mentioned, uh I was invested already because I'm a fan of this franchise and I had no idea this was gonna be dropping like this. Yeah. So I, I was a fan, I was eager to watch it, I was engrossed by what was going on. Right. Just the whole, just just the very nature of a film being dropped on our, uh, dropped on us like this. You know what's so cool about these movies is that like, um, they're monster movies or alien movies, but they're not about the monsters. But at the same time, that is the imminent threat. I've never seen a movie like that where it's about the people. You're only really looking at the people. But, yeah. but the threat of the monster is there because like they show them a little bit and they pop up here and there. It's so I've never seen a movie like that that does it in that way. Um, but, but you know why that is? Hmm. It's because and this is another thing about Cloverfield just as a franchise uh, is that taking taking the first Cloverfield out of it. Because like the first Cloverfield, that found footage movie with the, the kaiju monster tearing uh-huh. up the city, whatever. Like, that was Cloverfield. Right. 10 Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield Paradox were not movies that were originally right. meant to be tied into Cloverfield. Right. So, you, so you're getting... So which, and this is actually one of the things about this franchise that I, that, I, that I enjoy and that I love, is that J.J. Abrams is basically taking and finding out movies and scripts that have nothing to do... Right. With Cloverfield, but he's like, this is a cool premise, and I can attach it right. to the larger mythology of what I established with the first one. Right. And I and I, I fucking love that because for me that that's that's where the creativity it's, it's interesting uh, on his part on his part comes yeah. into play because like so look at Ten Cloverfield Lane and I, and that's of the three movies like that's my favorite mm-hmm. and it's probably yours too I'd imagine yeah I think so. It's it's definitely the, so, the best made. It's the most well made of all the three. Yeah. So you were talking about how the monster or the you know the monsters are like characters in these films that are not even really about them. Right. 
I kind of I feel that Ten Cloverfield Lane did the best job of that because of a couple of things. Because one, like I actually was so excited to see Ten Cloverfield Lane, another movie that even though it was you know released theatrically was kind of dropped on it pretty sudden. Yeah. Like, I think by the time that they started advertising it, it was like a couple of weeks before it was in theaters. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, a new Cloverfield? So, but they, but even in, in the marketing, they didn't allude to Cloverfield as far as what we know from that first one. Because they didn't show any monsters. They didn't right. show anything. They That's just showed right. a, different, a different movie. It was and just like, well, them, in, the them in the hatch. Like, it was like some tense movie in a hatch. You had no idea what it was about. Exactly. And yeah. so I remember seeing that movie and <laughs> enjoying it immensely because I, I love John Goodman and I'm a really big fan of Elizabeth Weinstead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's fucking beautiful as shit. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. There's just something about I, I I watch anything she's in. Mm-hmm. But I was watching this movie and I'm like, man, this is really good. But I was, as good as it was, I remember sitting in that theater and I'm like, just waiting. Please show me some monsters. Right. Like I want, I want them to. I, I need to see tangible elements of this connecting to that first Cloverfield movie. And by the end of it, they satisfied that for me in a way that I was fucking like. Uh, this went from a movie that I that I was enjoying immensely to that's it. I fucking love this movie. Right. I, I fucking love it. When she gets out of that that bomb shelter so or whatever, and she's awesome. got to then and then gotta contend with these fucking Cloverfield fucking monsters. I, I love that shit. Yeah, and because they, uh, they built up to this thing and you're thinking like, well, maybe there is no actual threat. Like, maybe these guys crazy or right. whatever. I'm like, no, it's it's real. Yeah, right, and, and exactly. And and had they gone that route of it just being that, where she gets out and she escapes, although I would have been disappointed not to have seen like that actual, you know, Cloverfield element, I still would have walked out of that movie being like, wow, that was really good. Absolutely. Because it was. It's a good fucking movie. Absolutely. But I I, I absolutely loved that last uh, bit where she's got to fight her way through those fucking aliens or whatever the fuck they are, uh, after, especially after what she had just gone through. Like, I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved it. And and again, going back to the point that that movie was never even intend, intended to be that. But they retrofitted it. They, J.J. Abrams, he was like, you know what? This is a great script. It's a good story. I think we can tie this into that. And I was like, bro, you did it. As far as I'm concerned. And so watching this one, yeah, I was waiting for that similar moment where it really does definitively tie in to the first Cloverfield or Lane or whatever. And they had elements when they had the husband, when you, but they kept pushing back to, to him right. uh, on the ground, which was kind of jarring in a sense, but I didn't mind it. Yeah, and, and his, but, uh, his whole storyline was kind of meaningless, but yeah, I didn't mind it either. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was. Uh, and I've read some reviews where people were like, yeah, the whole thing just didn't make sense. And I'm like, well, I mean, it, it was jarring, but at the same time, I guess, I mean, because the whole movie was about uh, the main girl, his wife. So, and they start the movie with them two in the car. So for the film to then cut back to what he's doing right. to see how this is like, what, how, how this whole incident is affecting him on the ground versus her. I thought, I, honestly, I didn't mind it at all. I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. And, and because of that, you got your first kind of glimpses. They, even though they don't show anything explicitly, you see like in the shadows of this destroyed building, 
something in the distance that's mm-hmm. fucking big. And it's like, and it brought me back to that first Cloverfield. Uh, so I like kind of, I, I dug that. Um, yeah, and then and, at the and, end, and they needed something to one, create stakes for her and to create some yeah. kind of like emotional conflict for her. And then also what they really needed it for was at the end for there to be that moment of like, no, which is what, yeah, he, what, exactly. what he delivers really well. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right about that. Because uh, without, yeah, that, dude, that's fuck. Yeah, you're right. Because without those scenes, like they couldn't have, like that movie couldn't have ended the way that it did. Right. And, and so here's the limit. So let me ask you. So, cause I've, I've, I've heard some feedback on the ending, uh, specifically the reveal. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck, we're spoilers, we're spoilers, right? I mean, I'm sure everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so when they get catapulted or she gets catapulted at like that, uh, the capsule, and heading back to Earth, you know, he's like, no, don't, you know, stay up there, stay up there, whatever. And then you see the the pod like descending into the atmosphere, and then right as it goes through the clouds, you see this giant fucking monster, beast yeah, kind of roar its head. Yeah, uh, I didn't mind it. I definitely had my initial, like after just, like seeing it, I popped because again, just like in Tink Chlorophyll Lane, I was like, yes, okay, cool, cool, cool. We're seeing the fucking beasties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ties in Cloverfield, got it. But after that euphoria, I was like, wow, that's a big motherfucker. I'm like, he's like, bam, standing over the fucking clouds. Yep. Like I don't remember these things being that big. So okay. But that was a thought yeah. that was a thought that I had, but it you know, I thought about it. It didn't color my judgment of the end, though, because I'm like, ah, right, we know what? Who knows where or how this fits in? Or when? And who even knows? I mean, we've only seen, you know, from the first Cloverfield to 10 Cloverfield Lane, we've seen all different types of fucking monsters. So who's mm-hmm. to say that there isn't some other one that's that big? So well, I was like, ah. Right, yeah. I'm- and also a really clever thing they did in the beginning when they're having that uh conversation with the newscaster and old boy from blade um yeah is that he's going uh if they turn on this collider and it works we'll get energy back but it'll merge universes together and it'll tear holes in the space-time continuum and and demon and they and i like that they called them demons instead of aliens i thought that was really cool um but what they establish in this movie is that there are multiple universes and they're all kind of colliding together because they go to a different earth that's not their yeah. earth and then also what they which is s- cool yeah and what they also say it's just a one line kind of throw away where they're like this will merge all universes but it'll also do it through all time so in the past these demons will exist and in the future they'll so it it, it meshes it all together so there's no rhyme or reason to time or place so it's like the the Cloverfield one could be in a different Earth, and a different yeah. in a different year, um, and then the same thing. Ten Cloverfield Lane could be a totally different Earth and a different universe at a different time, and then this could be because it's like y- there's no way to know. So it's a really cool thing that they they could they're they're doing that these could all be different Earths. Yeah, that uh, is yeah, you're right about that, and I actually. So the, the one of the things I didn't like, like I would have like that scene that you're talking about with uh, Donald Lowe, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the guy from Blade, giving that whole dissertation. I kind of felt I'm like, dude, like it was a little forced. He was saying, yeah, it was a little well, forced. Oh, 
Only in the sense, like, I think they, it would have been a better scene had they chose not to just do that big dump of basically right. telling me what I already knew. All this exposition. Uh, about how it's opening up these worlds and these monsters and demons will come. I'm like, it would have been effective enough had he just kind of had a warning about, you know, by using this collider, you know, who knows what's going to happen. You know, you're messing around with space time and da da da. And I would have just left it at that. Yeah, but the fact that he he had to hammer home the 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 beast and all that the demons, right. I'm like, right. And it was so early into the movie. I'm like, come on, That's fair. I know where I'm. I know why I'm here. That's you know fair. what I mean? Like, That's I don't fair. need this spoon fed to me like this. You know what I mean? It, yeah, you're right. It was a little ham fisted. It was a little. You're, you're right. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I didn't appreciate. I didn't. I didn't like that too much. And and another criticism that I have about uh, paradox, which is only a criticism because, you know, based off of how the movie ends, is that I kind of feel that a lot of the early moments when they first fire the, the collider and, uh-huh. the, and the weird stuff starts happening, you know, uh, when Chris O'Dowd gets his hand yeah. uh, or his arm locked off. Yeah. And the was the Russian guy who all of a sudden goes batshit crazy and, he's yeah. got, like, and he explodes with the worms. Like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, shit, this is nuts. What's going on? What's going on? The hands crawling around, writing notes about, you know, open him up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm, and in the moment, I was like, wow, like, how is this all going to tie together? And none of it does. Right. <laughs> they were just, it was just chaos. They were just kind ra- of random chaos. Right. It was just weird moments just for weird moments' sake. Right. And I was like, I, I was a little lit down by that. Again, uh, a criticism, but it was interesting uh, seeing all that stuff, and it kept me engaged. But by the time I finished and I started thinking about the film as a whole, I was like, well, a lot of that shit really didn't mean nothing. Yeah. You know, and how would the arm know what was inside the chest of the Russian guy? And, yeah, so there so there are definitely a lot of... Uh, and it, and it's funny because like a lot of times I'm 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 willing to kind of just ignore that kind of stuff and be like mm-hmm. ah well who knows what's happening because you know these universes are colliding and all this weird shit's happening but they kind of they stray from that and then they go into this this the, the third act with the uh, the new uh, crew member right going crazy and yeah. basically fighting over for no her reason Earth versus our Earth yeah. And so I feel they just dropped all of the other weird shit. I was like, oh, well, now we're just getting into the typical kind of I, to- uh, I totally terrain agree. here. I totally agree. I had the same thought, yeah. Yeah. Another thing. But again. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, one thing that actually bothered me uh, from the very beginning of the movie was that this space station is massive, and this project is huge, and all of the crew members are from different uh, parts of the world so there's like one of each <laughs> and uh um but i felt like this crew is way too small it's six people why are there six people on this massive space station and then like okay if one of them gets hurt or sick they have no backup there's only six of them like that just that alone was like really dumb I was like why didn't they make this crew really big there should be more of them yeah that's a that's a good point i, I didn't think about sense. that yeah, but you're right. Yeah, I uh, I remember reading or one of these guys who I follow on YouTube. I think they had mentioned a similar comment, and and I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But I guess watching it, I just didn't 
it didn't factor into my head, but that is true. Yeah. Because I do show, there's, there's a lot of shots showing how big this thing is. It's huge. I guess for me, I guess for me, I kind of, I was going to say, I'll, I'll make an excuse for it and say, well, maybe as big as it is, just because it's big doesn't mean that all of it is traversable by, you know, like, uh, or needs humans there. Right. Or but, the crew there. But then the other you thing about I mean? but, just but, like, if somebody gets sick, or hurt or dies right, in space, yeah. they're just they're fucked. Yeah, I got no. Yeah, once, once when you said that, I was like, yeah, there's. I got no defense for that because you're right. Yeah, uh, if that's all you're going up with, if some shit happens, you're just kind of like, what? You know? Oh well. You know, shoot up somebody else. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh. But they needed to do that so that the new crew member would have a purpose. So it was like some of that. It was just it was forced. It was like they should have. Yeah. They should have had a better writer look at that script and come up with something better for that. Yeah. But with yeah. all that, I still I, enjoyed it. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it three times. Oh, fuck. Uh, already. Yeah, man. I, I guess I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's And again, uh, it being on Netflix and the fact that I didn't have to go to a theater. Yeah. It's part of the payment that I'm giving Netflix every month. They're giving me something that I'm a fan of. Uh, maybe my expectations, like, I don't, like, I, I'm not sure how I would feel had I paid, you know, $13, $14 to see it at the theater versus it just being part of my right. package that I'm paying with Netflix. Right. I'd like to think that, I, I, I think that if I saw it in the theater and I paid the theater, you know, LA prices, I'm sure I would still enjoy it or I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. But probably not as much. Hmm. is it just being something I can watch it at home. Yeah. You know, uh, so that plays into it. Yeah. You know, as well. But, like I'd be lying if it didn't, but it definitely hits all of the pleasurable sci-fi tropes, like all the things you want in a sci-fi movie. It does all of those things. It does. It yeah. does. And I like those tropes. I'm a big fan of, of, uh, of these type of movies. I mean, we, we did one podcast where we, where I talked about, we talked about life mm -hmm. and, I love life. I mean, and that movie's not original at all. I nope. mean, it's basically it's alien. It's a mix of <laughs> it's alien, alien, and uh, yeah, it's alien. It's you alien. know what I mean? It's just it is that movie. Yeah. The only difference, yeah, it's alien in our orbit. Right. Right. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> right. But it's, it, it's it's fun. But it was well done. Yeah, I agree. It was well done, and I enjoyed it. And this movie is derivative, but it's interesting enough to you know maintain my interest and. You know, I'm a fan of that particular style of genre and sci-fi, and I dug it. And it's tied to the Cloverfield. Yeah. You know, universe. Yeah, and I think so, it's something we talk about a lot. Like, people are just so quick to be like, something fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, yeah. like, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Like, the, people aren't really <laughs> able to do that anymore. Um, this wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, but it it wasn't bad. And it was, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And it, it... It gave me, and what you just said, like it gave you part of a franchise that you really love. It gave you a little more from yeah. it. So it's like, what's not to like? Yeah, yeah. And I like again, like I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do next. I, I, I know that there's a fourth one coming out pretty soon, right? Um, and of course, I'll be there to watch it. I'm curious though if it's going to be theatrically released or if they're going to stick to the Netflix model. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I don't give a fuck. Nope. It's like, just give me another one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I'm there and they got me. Uh, 
But uh, it is it is remarkable this franchise and how it's kind of blossomed into what it is. Yeah. Because the thing, because even going back to that first Cloverfield, and I love that movie. So I good. love the first. So one. fucking good. But you know what's funny? Because I'm really thinking about it, is that none of these movies, the first one, Lane, this one, none of these movies are original. No. Uh. The first Cloverfield is nothing but a found footage Godzilla movie. Yeah. But I remember, because I remember uh, the marketing, even the first, when the first Cloverfield came out, uh, I never watched Lost. Um, I love Lost. I knew J.J. Abrams and, and I knew his name. Yeah. But I never watched Lost or anything. But I remember that Dan was the one who was like so excited for Cloverfield. Uh-huh. And uh, because of J.J. and all that kind of stuff, and he was like, oh, this is going to be good, da, da, da. And I remember seeing trailers for it at the time, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that looks cool. I'll check it out. You know, I mean, but the way that that film was marketed, the first one, mm-hmm. it was almost, it was it was marketed like it was an event or yeah. something special, right. you know? And I think, and all these films have been marketed that way. Uh, the first Cloverfield, King Cloverfield Lane, uh, Paradox. But at the end of the day, these movies are nothing more than just you've got a, a found footage Godzilla, yeah. you've got a suspense thriller and Lane, good one, and then you've got a redux of you know Alien slash Life slash Event Horizon yeah. and Paradox. But the way they're all marketed and kind of uh, presented to us, they do it in such a, a novel way that it makes it feel unique. Yeah, and I think that's been probably the genius behind this entire franchise and the fact that even though they're derivative they're ultimately good right and and, <laughs> and, it's, and it, they're not breaking like huge new ground but it's little steps like yeah it's a monster movie but it's not necessarily about the monster but it's also not about like the bullshit uh like you know in the new in the every godzilla movie every american godzilla movie like they don't focus on the monster at all but you hate the story yeah. that they're telling you because it sucks but in these movies, like they don't focus on the monsters, but you like the story that they're telling you. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. Weird. That's a good point. Yeah. You're right. You know, you know. I, I was yeah. watching. I, I put on the other day. I didn't realize J.J. Abrams produced this, but he produced uh, Joyride. With oh, did he? Paul Walker and yeah. I know. Oh, come on, brother! Don't insult me, man. Yeah. I fucking love Joyride. <laughs> I love that movie. I know man. what you're talking about. That's so good. That movie's fucking dope. Yep, it's the shit. But yeah, he produced that. Oh, no way. Yeah, I was watching it the other night, and like right in the beginning, his name comes up in the credits. I was like, holy shit. I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. Eh. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, like I said, I, I never watched Lost, but I've seen JJ's, uh, pretty much all his movies. I think, yeah, I've seen all his movies. Yeah. Uh, I give him, and honestly, like, I mean, he is, it's not like he's never, like, he's ever directed a Cloverfield movie. He's just been the producer. Mm hmm. Uh, so I give him that credit, but in terms of like his own, you know, directorial output, you know, he's only ever made two movies that I really liked. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I don't say this. I mean, like I, he's a talented guy. Like I'm not, Yeah. but, uh, I loved mission impossible three and he did that. Was that ghost protocol? I, no, no, no. That was, uh, the one before ghost protocol. I think I saw it. I think I liked it. The one with uh, Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman was the villain. Oh, I don't remember. But I liked all those Mission Impossible movies. They're fun. 
Oh yeah, uh, Mission Impossible Three to me is still my favorite, and and he did the Star Trek reboot, the mm-hmm. first one. He did the first one and the mm-hmm. second one. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about that Into Darkness bullshit, which I hate. Yeah, but the first one, I love. Like, I love the first, so the good. first Star Trek. I thought it was great. So, so good, you know. So, so he's a guy who, and and but and he you know, he, he did uh, Force Awakens. I know you're not like huge on it, but. It's not bad. Oh, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was good. That was yeah. good. Better than that uh, Last Jedi oh, bullshit. Jesus, what a piece of Although shit. Although, I mean, that wasn't him. That no, wasn't him. thankfully, but. yeah. That, uh, Last Jedi is yeah. a piece of garbage. But yeah, yeah, J.J. Yeah, Abrams. The more, yeah, the, the, more I thought, the more I thought about Last Jedi, the more I fucking loathed. Like, and I'm not even terrible. a Star Wars fan like that, but I'm yeah. like, uh, this, is, this is bad. It's horrendous. It's Yeah, it's, 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 for me, as I was watching Altered Carbon, I was like, this is like... I mean, it's 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 arguably better than the Last Jedi, which is sad. But I was like, this is the same. It's just it's just really poorly written, shitty. Yeah, it's, yeah. Last Jedi is so bad. Yeah. But yeah, Cloverfield yeah. was dope. Yeah, it was. It is. It I'm, is. I'm All the Cloverfields are, are cool and worth a watch. Yeah. I'm and watch another it again thing tonight. about this franchise that I like is, I think, paradox. Is the only Cloverfield movie that actually used Cloverfield? Because right. wasn't that like the name? That's right. Of the of the station. Right. That's right. Cause it was the first. The first one. Yeah, because the first Cloverfield is just called Cloverfield, and For you're no like, reason. well, what the fuck is that? It's got nothing to do with like that's never even mentioned. Which is another thing uh, I love movie. when movies create mystery and and yeah. uh, and, and mythology, like you said. But don't necessarily like Lost was just, I mean, just littered with all sorts of weird questions that you never even got answered. Because um, it was just like, yeah, some things you don't know. Fuck you. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like, like you said, that sense of mystery and just like, well, because it's like, honestly, I, and I've seen the first Cloverfield, I don't know, five times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is this thing called Cloverfield? Yeah. And it's like, ah, that's not the point. Yeah, who that's cares? not the point. Just who cares? <laughs> Yeah, and, 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 it's good. and the second one, you're assuming that the street they're on is 10 Cloverfield Lane, but they never say it. Yeah, they never say it. They never show it, I don't think. Yeah, so you just assume. my knowledge and my, my memory. Which is cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm a yeah, big fan. I love that. I'm, I'm going to watch uh, Cloverfield Paradox tonight again. Yeah, I was going to go watch uh, the first Cloverfield again, like I told you a couple yeah. of days ago, but they took it off of Hulu. Oh, did they really? Some, uh, they, they they had Cloverfield and Hulu for a bit, but uh, mm. when I went to go watch it a couple of days ago, they took it off. Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, if you haven't seen Cloverfield Paradox yet, I don't know. It, it gets a recommendation from me. Me too. Especially if you're a fan of the, the you know, what came prior. Absolutely. I, I dug it. Yeah. And like I said, I've watched it a couple of times, so... Yep, couldn't agree more. It's it's good. It's fun, and especially if you watch all three. Oh, yeah. you know, what? I, I I didn't uh, check this, but I I had read after I watched it, I read uh, somebody was like, oh, there's some similarities here and there, but apparently, uh, in the first Cloverfield, when the power goes out and then the monster shows up, it happens at 18 minutes 20 seconds into the movie, and apparently in Cloverfield Paradox, they get the collider going at 18 minutes and 20 seconds. Which is pretty neat. No, no way. Apparently, that's what they did. Yeah. 
See, that's dope. Hell yeah. See, so I know I know that there are people out there like these uh, like hardcore guys that are you know there's like all these different uh, websites talking about the you know what every movie could what each movie could mean. Right, and I guess there like, are really I guess there in. are comics too. I didn't know that, but I guess there are comics for this. Oh really? That's what they say. I haven't yeah. read them. But. Yeah, I I haven't got I I watched the movies and that's about it. And I'm not fucking freeze frame and shit. To, <laughs> yeah. To to, to 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 check one movie over the other, but I appreciate the guys that do. And that's totally a cool. Uh, I love love that's a, that's nerds. A cool element. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like hearing that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I another thing so that too. ties it all together. Oh, and, and and then that was also where I saw that uh, that woman, the newscaster from Cloverfield Paradox, is the woman from Cloverfield Lane that goes up to the hatch and tries to get in. Yeah, you told. Yeah, you mentioned that. To Which me. is tight. Now that's dope. I like that. Yeah. So it's like those subtle little things. It's like they don't make a big deal of it. They don't try to tie it together because, and that would be like pretty much evidence. What could be evidence that it's a different universe, or maybe she was a newscaster. She went crazy. She freaked out and went to the the fucking country and tried to get into that hatch. Yeah. Again, mystery. I love Question. it. Yeah, I love it. I love it too. I like, I like that too. That's that's dope. Hell yeah. All right, man. Anything else? Uh, uh, no, I think that's about it. Yeah, I should probably get uh get my dinner started. What are you gonna have for dinner? <laughs> I'm making uh I'm having breakfast. Ooh, I love. I'm gonna breakfast. make some uh some some steak and eggs. Nice. Yes, sir. That sounds fantastic. I'm gonna have some cottage cheese. <laughs> Cottage cheese. Yeah, man, I love cottage cheese. You know what I've been doing, man? I've been making omelets, so I'll make an omelet, and then before I fold it, I'll put cottage cheese and jalapenos in, and then I'll fold that bitch. Ugh. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Ugh. You don't know what that you're talking disgusting. about. You're an idiot. Shut up. I hate. I I hate cottage cheese. What? Oh, that's oh man. I yeah. That's just hearing. <laughs> oh, makes me want to. Makes me want to gag. That makes me want to gag. I hate that shit. That is not cheese. I don't know what that is. Ugh. Yeah, you, you, you do, you do, you, brother. You eat that will, kind of cheese. I will, man. I love it. I love it. Man. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. My mom used to eat that. And my aunts. See, they're smarter Ugh. than you. Well, that's a given. <laughs> but not when it comes to that. Uh, whatever. It's so good. It's super good. <laughs> Well, you enjoy, brother. Thank you, brother. All right, man. And uh, yeah, have fun at uh, Black Panther, too. Yeah. 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 Tell your pops I said what's up. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. He'll be glad to hear from you. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. And I'm going to Japan again on the 4th. God damn. For work. Yeah. I'll Do you want to? Uh, oh, maybe we can hang out. Wait, wait. What do you. Oh, you're gone this weekend too. Yeah, no, I'm gone this weekend, but I'll be around next weekend. Okay, yeah, let's hang out next weekend. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure, for sure. Word. Go to grill them all. Hell yeah! All right, homie. All right, brother. I guess uh, that ends another episode of the Bombcast. Yes, sir. That drops whenever the fuck we wanted to. <laughs> I know it's been yeah. a while. Fuck your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ought to. We are we on that bombcast schedule. Yeah, take that, take that, take that. 
There you go. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. All right, man. Enjoy your dinner. All right, you too, brother. Well, right. actually, try to enjoy yours, man. I mean, it doesn't sound very appetizing, but do All what right. you can. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. Peace. All right, peace. Bombcast.